Hey everybody, it's Brian. Uh, coming to you with a rare pre-interview appearance and uh, a plea of sorts. Uh, so those of you who know me, those of you who follow me on the, the various social medias uh, know that I was recently laid off from my job. Um, I mention this because, you know, as, as, as I'm sure you don't, no doubt know, podcasts cost money. Uh, they cost money for hosting. They cost money for, for editing. There are all sorts of different fees that go into them. Um, we're not running ads on the show right now, so I'm eating up the vast majority of that money. Uh, unfortunately, we're at a bit of a bad spot. Uh, it's gotten very difficult for us to pay for a producer. So uh, if you can, if you've got any money to spare... Uh, I hate doing this even more than you hate listening to this. Uh, and hopefully you, we won't have to do very many of the, these in the future. But uh, if you do enjoy the show, if you have been listening for a while, uh, if, if if you like what we're putting out in the world, then uh, please give us uh, give us a little donation through Patreon. We're going to put the link up on the in the show notes. Um, even even a dollar will help out. Well, all the money will go to funding our producer, our editor Brian, to make sure that um, he can buy sandwiches and uh, gasoline and all of the other uh, produce. A lot of fine produce in California. All of those sorts of things. Uh, so please check out the Tumblr. Please go to the Patreon. Please donate uh, even a, even a dollar per episode if that's all you got. Much, much appreciated. I'm sorry for going all NPR on all of you guys. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, right now, please enjoy this interview with Gary Stern of Stern Pinball. interesting to me about your placement in the show is you know oculus rift you've got all these virtual reality yeah, yeah. and then over there it's um 10 different drone companies and i think it's really interesting of all the places in the world to plop down pinball you, machines uh, i don't get the whole drone thing at all and we just had dave dave from bbc who's in the, every drone and remote control playing playing yeah. and all this and he's a little annoyed because now he has to register all his stuff with the uh, FAA before he didn't have to yeah. but because yeah. of these drones. My favorite drone thing you have to find, it's over here. It's a case that you take the propellers off, you put your drone in in the propellers, zip it up, yeah. and you carry it around in something this size. I saw I saw one where the, the blades actually fold into the drone, ah, so you yeah. can also pick it oh, up. Okay, pretty cool. But but I guess the point that I was getting at is, is it's it's really interesting that, you know, sort of bleeding edge you know there's these guys over here with oculus rift running on this treadmill and for some reason i'm trying to figure out why they why 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 pinball is right here next to all of this Aren't, isn't this an, an interactive and gaming area okay so we are interactive yeah. gaming and and the one thing that makes us different than all these drones and everything yeah. else is we're fun you know come people come over here and they they, oh, pinball, let's play. Yeah. You know, we're fun. I mean, you can look at the drones and all that. That's yeah. nice. We're fun. We're probably a big aid to the show by having us here. We're draw. We're fun. It, it's it's interesting. You know, when, when you're walking around the booth and just sort of engaging with people, um, are people surprised that there's pinball? Well, yes. well, some people ask us, you know, why are you at the Consumer Electronics Show? Yeah. We have three markets. One of them is operators who 
uh, we export half our games, and uh, they may be uh, French cafes, they may be barcades in America, what have you. But we also have two other market segments. We have uh, collector enthusiasts, and we have just general rec room buyers. The general rec room buyer, the guy's 45 years old, he played pinball when he was 20, he wants one for the home, he tells mommy it's for the kids, Uh, that's how he gets in the house. Well, to him, to these others... To all of them, it's an electronic product. You know, it's you got a play field, which is your your interface, yeah. and you put you operate it with the two flipper buttons, just like you have an interface on this computer. Under the hood, it's electronics, and the game is sold to consumers for their home. It's a consumer electronic product. We belong here. Are, are people surprised that there there's there's still a company out there making pinball machines? Um, I would say a number of years ago, people would have been more surprised yeah. than today. There's a, there's a, a, a um, um, resurgence in pinball, yeah. and more and more people are, are interested in it. Um, the collector community has grown. The uh, use in, in the street by operators has grown. We have the barcade trend, as I said, which yeah. we, within, a, within a, a three, two, three miles of my house, there's six or seven barcades right now all of which I've, I've been to a number yeah. of times uh, and uh, you know and, and the barcades are uh, you know they're 30 35 upright videos from the 80s uh, and uh, a dozen pinball machines which have one thing in common it's a design concept easy to learn hard to master you know you look at today's video games and they're you know they're a million dollar a 10 million dollar movie you know production. The, the 80s, you know, the Robotron, uh, Defender, these were, you know, just great playing games that weren't over-complex and they weren't all produced. It was gameplay. It was the gameplay that was important to them. And we're the same thing. It's gameplay. I, I was playing the, the Spider-Man game earlier, and I couldn't help. It had been, it's been a little while since I've, I've uh, played a, a machine, but you know, I couldn't help but, you know, think of pinball as a pretty little on the nose, but analogy for life in that, you know, unlike video games, it's... You know, it, it seems like it's almost about half luck, okay. half skill. It is absolutely correct. A good game, you know, is half half luck because, as Harry Williams, the great ball, uh, pinball designer, said, the ball is wild. It's the randomizer. It's a ball and bat game, and it's it's you know you can have uh, and we have our games. Farsight uh, does apps and what have you of uh, of our games, yeah. and they're programmed of what's going to happen if you do this at this time. This is what's yeah. going to happen. You don't know ever for sure what's going to happen when you play tennis, when you play uh, baseball, and when you play pinball. It's a ball and bat game, different English on the ball, different things going to happen. Yeah. There's luck in it. Yeah. There is skill, but there's luck. It seems like most most of the machines that I'm seeing at uh, you know a lot of, a lot of those arcades as you mentioned before, it's it's the, the vintage machines generally. There there are, um, the the interest. The interest in pinball uh, is generally, even by the collectors, is generally in uh, '90s and yeah. newer pinball machines. Yeah. Um, I guess vintage uh, uh, from the standpoint, you know, it's like second generation. Uh, well, yeah, but uh, uh, there more and more new games are, are in there. Yeah. You know, I, in all the barcades in my area, there's a lot of new games. But you got to remember, we are making three cornerstone titles a year, and. Uh, and occasionally, those are our main games, and we make them in three different configurations, a pro, a limited edition, and between that, a premium yeah. uh, for the different segments of our market. We make occasionally a vault edition, like Spider-Man, bring it out of the vault. So if we make 
three models a year, and a barcade's got a dozen pinball machines. They're not all brand new. There can only be three of them that are brand new, sure. and often it's you know one or two, and there'll be uh, you know some from 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 the past era. They're using more and more of uh, of the new games because a they're fun, uh, b they're current, and c they work. Yeah, they work because both the technology and because they're they're new. You know, what your car do you drive? Well, you're in New I'm York. In New you New don't Yorker. have a car. I forgot. It's okay. a hundred year old subway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, well, and. And look what look the repairs it needs. Sure, yeah. You just made all my point. All things considered, it's doing all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. All things considered. Yeah. But the point is that for something that is a commercial product yeah. operating, new is better than old. I'm 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 kind of surprised though how many of those seem to still be in operation. I mean, they seem like pretty, considering how much banging and right. everything they take and, and, and ima- robust. And imagine in somebody's home, yeah. how well these things are going to last. Yeah. And they do. You know, again, that rec room buyer, he's going to have one machine, and he'll play it once in a while. He'll play it for a lot in the beginning. Then he'll play it sometimes. That enthusiast is going to have two to 200 machines or more. And how often can he play each machine if there's 200 of them? Uh, So, uh, you know, they they, they are commercial, very heavy games. They hold up well in the the, uh, operation venue and in the home venue just that much better. I guess, you know, the other interesting thing happening here, though, is, you know, obviously a big part of the appeal is, is nostalgia for people who grew up with these. So, uh, you know, I would suspect that if they were looking for something for their home that they would probably be looking for an older machine. We No. no. Um, we sell, depending on the country. In this yeah. country, probably 70% of our games are not commercial use. If I go to Italy, probably 98% are commercial use. Northern Europe, mostly uh, collector use. Um, these games, they're cool, they're fun, they're designed with modern gameplay. Uh, they're great titles. Uh, a lot of our business today, and our business is growing year on year, a lot of our business today is new to the home. Now, for a game operator, when he's done with a game, He's, he, he's going to get most, all, or more than he invested in the game back because he's going to sell it to a homeowner. Yeah. Uh, but um, whether it be a collector or a uh, or, or just a rec room buyer. But I mean, I don't mean to be argumentative, but I have no, to tell you, no, that's, most, I, you know, most of our games yeah. in, the, in North America are not for commercial use. Yeah. Maybe 25, 30% are commercial use. And half of our product is exported, half of it is North America. What's what's the biggest market outside of North America? Uh, well, we we uh, very good. In, uh, we sell a little bit almost everywhere, but especially Western Europe and Australia. Okay. In fact, when we did ACDC, we suffer a little because well, of the Australia, we. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we paved Australia with yeah. ACDC, but also we suffer a little uh, in our export market by this by the forty uh, percent increase in the value of the U.S. dollar. So our games are now 40% more expensive than a year and a half ago in, in our export markets. The euro, the Australian dollar, so forth. Do you, do you find yourself using the uh, the vinyl analogy a lot? Are those, are, 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 is the appeal that people have toward records similar to the appeal of pinball machines? It, 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 there's a resurgence in that, yeah. in the records. It's, it's physical. There's also a resurgence in, in, in comic books. You know, you mentioned comic books yeah. earlier. This is just a resurgence in these different... It, 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 
different type of things yeah. that are. But it's it's not necessarily retro. It's it's a resurgence, a rediscovering it. Yeah. And I don't think they're I don't think they're rediscovering simply. Listen, they say that the vinyl records have better sound, so they've rediscovered the fact that the sound yeah. is better. I don't know that, but this is what I what I read. Uh, and these pinball machines have better play, so it's more than just nostalgia. Yeah, it's more than retro. It's resurgence of a better product. How, how long have you been doing this for? How long Sixty-eight have you been years. Sixty-eight years. Yeah. How did you start in pinball? Uh, okay, my father started as a game operator in Philadelphia. This will take a minute. And as many game operators in the, back in the '30s who wanted games earlier and cheaper, he became a game distributor, selling to other operators. So as a 37-year-old punk kid in 1947, he came to Chicago and he saw Harry Williams, the pinball. Uh, manufacturer and it was probably a 39 year old punk kid like yeah. a second father to me later and I was two at the time Sam uh, sat behind that's my father sat behind Harry's desk kidding around put his feet up and said why don't you sell me the company Harry says well I have to think about that he goes up in his Bonanza airplane the one with the V-tail flies around for three hours came down and sold my father half of Williams so 68 years making yeah. pinball this company we started as Dade East Pinball in 1986, uh, it will be 30 years old. Sam died in 84. He didn't get to see this company. Um, um, we, we started it in 86 uh, as Dadies Pinball, a Japanese video game company. We sold it to a shareholder. Uh, we, uh, they were our investor. We sold it to a share, its shareholder, Sega, in 94, and then my group bought it in 99. Uh, Sam started me in the stock room at age 16 in the summers. Because material control, we we love pinball machines, but we're but we are first and foremost a manufacturer. You, you know, it's not enough just to design a game. Guys who love cars, manufacture yeah. cars. They love cars, but it's no good just to you know they're not doing custom cars. It's no good to just make one car and put it on a pedestal. Look at it. They want to they want to manufacture that car, sell it to you. So you can, except you're in New York, sell it to somebody not in New York so that it gets driven and used and enjoyed and they make money so they can design the next car. We love pinball machines. First and foremost, we're manufacturers. We have a 110,000 square foot factory uh, just on the west side of O'Hare Airport in Chicago, uh, employing hundreds of people there and in the extended uh, supplier community, thousands of people getting all or part of their livelihood by supplying things to us. We're very proud to be American manufacturers and making this product here. We love pinball. We want to design pinball so that we can make it, sell it, people can use it, and we can design the next one. I, yeah, did so that answer your question at I, all? Or did yeah, I go yeah, off you on, did. You did, did. Off and on then one of my soapboxes again. You did both of those things. So <laughs> you got a lot well, of I'm 70. I'm allowed to do that, answer. you know? We... We, we, we talk about this as being sort of a, a, a resurgence, as, as a return, which kind of implies that there was a bit of a dark period at one point. Um, you know, in, in your 68 years, what was the sort of leanest time for pinball machines? The, the, the meanest the, the time? The leanest time. Leanest time. Uh, Lehman Brothers recession was difficult for everybody in business. Again, we're a manufacturing company. We're like everybody else. Sure. We love pinball, but we're a manufacturer. So 2007, eight. Was we saw it coming, and uh, not that we were that smart, uh, but we did, and uh, it was it was lean. We 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 
shrunk and, ha and rebuilt the company. And my partner came in at that time and has been exceptionally uh, helpful that Dave Peterson uh, uh, of uh, uh, Haggerty Peterson, which is an investment group, he is there daily. You know, he's really working, working. He enjoys pinball yeah. and, uh, and helped us think about Seg, you know the different segments of the market in, in, in what we're doing because we we knew we had a growing uh, uh, non-commercial segments of uh, you know of the market and and I'm a I'm a commercial game yeah guy a coin op guy for 68 years it's a little sorry I so so I, you know obviously the recession kind of messed everybody up a little bit uh, but I mean aside from that it's been a pretty Straight line. Did uh, Nintendo? Did any of those other things have a? Well, certainly, you know, you know, the the, the biggest time of video, uh, of pinball, was '93. Uh, we were, you know, the this the the, the in the um, early mid '80s, there was nine months where no pinball machines were made at all, yeah. and that was, you know, video video era. Video right now is is not anywhere. You know, with a few exceptions, not that strong. Pinball is a better business, a better product, in my opinion, than the video uh, on coin on the coin op side. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, we've we've been growing, you know, year on year. So, so aside from that, aside from that one nine month period, there there have always been pinball machines. Yeah, it's been up, there's been you know ups and downs, and there's yeah. you know fads and all that. Uh, there were you know, but uh, yeah, we've been. I've been I've been doing it 68 years, so to speak. You know, did you did you say that 93 was the biggest year? 93 was the biggest year of modern pinball. Oh, then modern pinball. Modern, okay. Yes, yes. When I say modern pinball, yeah. if I go back to the 30s, when the games had push shoots and yeah. no electricity, and you know there were where my father started, there might be countertop games yeah. like Jody's showing with his hands. Um, I mean, there were. Hundreds of thousands, okay. you know, made. But, but modern pinball includes like the '60s, you know, that when yeah, we, yeah, I would that's, say that's so. sort of what I tend to think of when yeah, I think yeah, of it's yeah, kind of the yeah. heyday of pinball. I, I believe that we were. I believe '93 would be much bigger than any of the '60s yeah. and '70s. I believe so. What I, I don't have statistics per se, but I think so. Modern, modern, you know. Again, we went to uh, solid state electronics in the late '70s, yeah. and '92, uh, '93 was the top of all that era. So I mean, surprising for me to hear. Right? What what. What happened in '93? The, the the video the video got very tired. Um, yeah. Yeah. In the export markets, you have a lot of what's called AWPs, amusement with prizes, which are low stakes in low payout yeah. gambling machines, or slot machines, and they became like in England. In England, they were a, they became both boring and not value for money, and people started to find pinball machine. And so, there's a lot of different things happen. A lot of things happened at once. Uh, a lot of things happened at once. I got to remember that that, that we had uh, heck. We were day to you know we were day to east. You had Williams. Williams yeah. owned Bally. Uh, Gottlieb was still in the business. Capcom was trying to make pinball machines. You know, in or around that time, they actually missed it. They came in after that. So that you know there was you know a lot of us making other, you know a lot of games. Yeah. Um. That. That, so that would have been like Adam's Family, I guess. Was that really the Yeah, big, in that is era. Is that still the best-selling? Uh, Adam's Family of the modern era with over 20,000 games would be the highest-selling. Yeah. Not necessarily the most valuable in the collector market, partly because so many were, were made. Uh, right now, uh, uh, you know, there's a couple. I mean, there's some 3,000 games that sold for $3,000 that go for $20,000 today. 
What so what what what's sort of what's the secret formula for you know these? I, I know Spider Man did really yeah. amazingly well for uh, you guys and Adam's yeah. family. And it's it's game. It, it you know the title's great as a starting point. Yeah. But it's gameplay. Okay. So first, and, it's that you walk up. It's that recognition. It of, part, partly is recognition. Partly yeah. the title puts us in touch with other creative people. Partly the title gives the designers ideas. There's a ball-eating dinosaur on Jurassic Park because Crichton thought dinosaurs were cool and wrote, wrote his cloning book about dinosaurs. Yeah. You know, wasn't our idea. Uh, it was his idea, so to speak. I mean, yeah, sure. we took his idea and put it on it. And the other thing about the licensing is that it, it gets you the first quarter and it gets you the first three four hundred thousand dollars from your customer when he says oh i like that title i saw the picture i'll take the game yeah you know so all that works but still it's basically the play field the ball fl- flow the rules of the game again it's easy to learn hard to man uh, hard to master good for the casual player but great for the great player um the last three percent that makes the game great is what we call magic it's very, it's very Steve Jobs of you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh God, that, that, that was incredible. You made my day. You made. I'm a much nicer guy than I understand he was. Uh, but no, but 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 you know, but, but nowhere near as bright. <laughs> but speaking of, of you know of Steve Jobs and and these uh, electronics companies, I mean, it's one of the big differences between a company like Stern and and you know like a Samsung is they. They make you know fifty, a hundred products a year. They've got they get a lot of chances. They get they seem to get more opportunity to kind of play around with things to try things out. When you're you know when you're working on what is it four or five titles a year? Three new titles a, Three a, new year, titles a year, plus some vault editions and maybe a studio game. But you can't really mess around a lot when you're doing three titles. You a year. You got three bullets a year. Yeah, and that's it. Having said that, um, if you know what you're doing and don't totally mess up, yeah. You'll sell something. You'll have something of a game okay. that's worthwhile. We have games that are better than others. Yeah. Uh, and and some of them have 3%. That 3%. And that's, that's, that's just what you live for if you're somebody like me. I'm guessing it helps to be one of the only games in town, too, when it comes to making pinball machines. Yeah, but we compete with a lot of things. Yeah. You know, people don't need to own or buy a pinball machine. Sure. There's so many other... In it's an investment. It, it's not cheap. That, yeah, and in yeah. 1993, we were, okay, there were other people making pinball, but there was no Netflix. You didn't stay home and spend hours and hours uh, binge-watching uh, uh, Game, of, Game of Thrones. Um, the, there, were no, there was no Internet, my God, or virtually no Internet. There was no iPhones or smartphones. There was a, I mean, we were... We were alone, you know, not just pinball, but coin-op games. We were pretty much alone yeah. as an amusement. Now we're competing. We have no competition, virtually no. I'm not going to say no, but virtually no competition in pinball. Uh, we have, but you know, we have some competition in uh, in other coin-op, and we have a lot of competition in other amusements. So we have to make a really good, fun game, an interesting game, to get people to to really stay uh, involved. What, what's the landscape like? I know the last time I spoke with you, or two or three times ago, you had mentioned uh, a guy who was trying to do their, or was was putting out the Wizard of Oz game. But I think that's he's still making, he's still, he's still trying those. to make some Wizard of Oz okay. games. He, uh, 
they're, we're, we're 90 some, 98, 95% of the market. I don't know. We're most of the market. But what makes us unique of any, and, and we have, you know, if you there's plenty of pinball shows and you go there and you'll see guys making one-offs sort of like custom car builders or something, you know, which is very cool and, yeah. and very interesting. They do some interesting stuff. What makes us exceptionally unique of any of the people who think they want to be pinball manufacturers is first and foremost, we're manufacturers. That's really important. People don't understand how important it is that we're manufacturers. And the other thing is that we have a full line. We are servicing not just the collector, but the rec room buyer and the game operator. And yeah, some game operators will take our limited editions and operate them. They're very expensive. But that's that's an enthusiast operator. The general game operator needs our pro model to get the return on investment that makes sense, you know, to operate the game. We're 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 the only people who ever try and service the entire market and even talk about doing that. If we don't service the entire market, if we don't have games on the street in those barcades and those French cafes and all that. 20 years from now, when I'm well out of this, uh, nobody's going to want to collect a pinball machine. They're going to say, well, yeah, it'll be an antique in the corner. Don't touch it. And there won't be three new models and four new models a year coming out. And there won't be the guy who was a rec, who, 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 uh, the rec room buyer who, uh, who uh, wants to buy a pinball machine today. If we don't have pinball in the street today, that 20-year-old is going to find an old iPhone to play. Somebody called me. Jody, you called me. Um, so uh, it's very important that we provide games for all three segments of our market. The rec room buyer, the enthusiast collector, and the, uh, the operator. One of the things we did mention is on those enthusiast collectors, you need to talk about resurgence. The IFPA, the International Flipper Pinball Association, which a half a dozen years ago ranked, was just starting and probably ranked 500, 1,000 players, now is ranking 35,000 players in 30 countries. So there's competitive pinball out there. Yeah. There's a competition going on, a major competition every weekend somewhere. Uh, Again, when it's it's three models a year, um, I'm guessing that one of the difficult aspects of designing a machine is trying to strike the balance between um, sort of appealing to the nostalgic side and obviously there's a certain number of elements that you have to have in order for it to be a pinball machine but then also trying to add something a little bit new every time you know um, we make what I call mechanical action pinball in other words you're going to hit something and something mechanical is going to happen. You're going to hit a target and it drops. That's yeah. a drop target. Or you're going to uh, hit a battering ramp on uh, Game of Thrones or, uh, or uh, go in, uh, in uh, Gene's head in, uh, yeah. in Kiss. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> in Kiss. And, I mean, we have different mechanical toys to interest people. And, and we're in the toy business in that yeah. sense. In fact, the head of the head of our design, our EVP design, George Gomez, who was a uh, college graduated industrial uh, design design engineer, industrial engineer, whatever it's called, he worked at Marvin Glass Toy Company, which, if you you study, is a famous place for 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 uh, for toy designers. It was the place for toy designers. He is he's a toy designer. 
and he's been around for a long time. He's, he he designed uh, many of the great pinball machines, including for us and for Williams. He also uh, designed the Tron video, the original Tron oh, wow. video game. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, I mean, in every industry, and I imagine that that goes double for here. There's got to be those people who are just very staunch about. That can't go into a pinball machine. That technology, you, you, you can't add that. It's not, it's not pinball. I mean, is there, is there a line that, that, that you won't cross in terms of keeping things up to date? Again, the game, the game is on the play field. Yeah. That's important. Um, I'd say more it goes the other way in the sense of you know you want to have at least two flippers at the bottom yeah. uh, mounted in the direction they're mounted. I happen to like what's called an Italian bottom, which is uh, two out lanes, two return lanes, or more, three return lanes, uh, and and two flippers. Uh, what some guys, you know, like it, like two, some like three. That moves the play, the the flipper mounts over a little bit. The you know, there's some discussion about how wide the flippers are apart. Uh, yeah. This is a discussion. I, I, each guy I can has, imagine, but each yeah. guy has a you know a different imagine. different idea. Yeah. Uh, I like three or four pop bumpers. I don't like less than th- three yeah. pop bumpers because I like the action. What? Huh? Well, we talked about mechanical action devices. Yeah. I, I I love having drop targets. See, if you have a target with a light in front of it, yeah. The casual player and you know, let's say you got three of them and you got to spell A B C. The casual player doesn't necessarily see the lights. Yeah. But if you got three drop targets, ABC, they see all three go down. They know they did it. Well, that's they just, know, they, I mean, that's such an, that, that's, I think that's such a big part of the appeal of pinball is there's so much more satisfaction in watching something. It's, it's Pavlovian pinball. You yeah. get it down, you see it happen, say, I want to do that yeah. again. It's Pavlov's, it's Pavlov. Because, you know, and, and there, there's, there seems to have been a big inflation in terms of, like, scores on pinball machines, you know, it's from the thousands to the millions, yeah. and, and there's not as much satisfaction necessarily in just the score when everything though, is going to be 10 billion though i will tell you that when we have uh tried to reverse score inflation <laughs> okay, score deflation yes yeah. um people haven't liked it uh, yeah i'm sure because next to this game you know the guys scored uh 10 million points yeah. and i only scored five hundred thousand. Yeah. i did better but it didn't look like i did better well, you can't you know, take it. You can't take it away once you've given it to them. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's mostly true. Yeah. Mostly true. So, so in, in you also don't. The other thing you usually don't do, you usually don't do, is have a target that reduces the score, yeah. taking points away. Yeah. Now, this was this has been a big argument. Pinball yeah. is frustrating enough. Yeah, as it yeah, is. yeah, 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 yeah. So, so in, yeah. in, in your, my father taught me that one. <laughs> in, in, in your, uh, I learned a lot from my father. In this he really he was Mr. Pinball. He knew yeah. pinball. He didn't play. He watched Harry Williams, a great designer. Really, well, Sam played a little. Uh, Harry watched. He really watched players. And it's really important because we know too much. So it's important to watch other people play. Oh, interesting. It's, uh, yeah, that's – I've got I've got the same thing with – I think everybody does with their job. And I've, I'm in a similar place where I get to do something really fun for a living. Um, but it's hard for me to get excited when new phones come out because it's 
your job, it's hard to. And yeah, I guess yeah. I'm guessing after 68 years, as you said, it's hard to. Oh no! Continue. To get excited about yeah. new pinball? Oh, you kidding? <laughs> hey, well, first of all, maybe three first, a year first, helps. You know, first of all, it's a great opportunity. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, it's another day of opportunity. Sure. We got another game here. Let's yeah. uh, let's go play and then let's see what we can do with this. But it, but is the pace is a pace frustrating when it's just three a year when you're working on three big projects? I mean, well, listen, I want you to ask that question. To some, to my daughter who's in the movie business, where you know, yeah. well, she of course is, is a second AD. You know, she's assigned. You know, gets stuff. You know, different work. But can you imagine? Uh, you know, a, a director and producer team that are going to work on the same movie for two years or yeah. something. I mean, come on. You know, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. I want to see it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> I've, 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 you know, I've, I've. I started in magazine publishing, and yeah. now I'm doing blogging, and it's a very yeah, yeah. different set of expectations. Oh, yeah, yeah, when yeah. You've got that. Yeah, yeah. Back. So, again, in, in the 68 years when we're talking about these um, different aspects and, and lines that won't be crossed, I'm curious, as, as you've seen the machines, obviously they've evolved a lot in, in that time. What is the, what's the single most controversial element you've seen introduced into a pinball machine? Ah, it's... To think about this one, boy, oh boy! Uh, I don't think it's good. Um, I'll tell you what has changed a little bit. Our our titles and our look is a little different because we're in the home so much. Yeah. So some of the things, you know, Spider Man's great for the home. Um, some of the artwork, if you look back on the '70s, was a uh, pretty racy stuff. Sure. And uh, yeah, so, there's, a, there's one down there now. Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. There are know, there, there are some Bucks people. Women there are some people who don't, wouldn't want that. Some yeah. uh, mothers wouldn't want it in the home. Sure. But having said that, uh, you know, the uh, 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 there, there's a definite. You see a definite change in yeah. attitude. You see a change in attitude for where the game is going to go, and that is that. You know, we have a lot of FECs and we have a lot of bars. Well, an operator buying a game wants to be able to operate it both in the bar and in the FEC. So, you know, you you know, you got a little difference in the in, yeah. in the type of art that we do today. I, I guess I guess what I was curious about is, um, you know, of, of all the different uh, elements, gameplay elements that have been uh, developed and, and added into pinball machines. Is there anything that really kind of freaked out the industry you know like the first time double flippers came along was there anything that really oh there's something you know you want you know the reason i like an italian bottom is you can catch the ball you have yeah. some of these scissor flippers i remember yeah. i did a bottom we did a bottom on a particular different kind of bottom on a game uh and uh it wasn't something that hadn't been done before and my french customer one of my french customers a very good friend of mine armand said to me armand he says he looked at it and said, Gary, you know better than this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We didn't have any points left. No, they, we didn't have any on it. Did we have one on the, on the points? We're talking about the coin door. Yeah, here, you tell me about it. Go ahead. All right. I'm clearing your interview here, Gary. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Um, so we did Tron, and we did a limited edition we had one coin slot on it, as opposed to two. We have two coin slots on all of our games, For so we only put two one. Player, yeah. 
and everybody everybody freaked out because there was only one coin slot on even though it was a limited edition game made for the home and i'll show you a yeah. picture of it okay. we, but we made one game with no coin slot on it and that's when we really got in trouble because even though we said limited edition you won't yeah. use it you know if you want a coin door we'll take care of it we made one with no coin door no that's, slot on it. That surprises me that that's one of the bigger controversies. I would think that it they, would be something in the play field. No, they wanted they wanted they wanted the coin yeah. the coin slot. The European games have one. The Americans have two, but they also have a slot on them for a dollar bill head. So you can take yeah. put a dollar bill unit on on it in in, in America. When did the when, when did the ball save come into? Games? Boy, I don't know. And and uh, some that some design, a lot. Yeah, some designers. Right in no, the middle. No, no, no. It's a Tron game with the slot right yeah, in the middle. But you know what? Yeah, look at the coin slot. Blow it up. Can you enlarge it? And what's it say there? Does it? Does it? Or does it say 75 cents? Is that a sense? I wonder why we did that. <laughs> we had one with no coin slot, and that's the one, wasn't it? Anyway, go ahead. Oh, you uh, can edit that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, we fight with um, each other. We do disagree, and we do disagree about game concept and yeah. game content and game uh, design. You yeah. know, this is, you know, it's a this philosophy, a philosophy of design. We, you know, we we have some, there's some heated discussions. I I think what I was asking was I think what I was saying is I was surprised that the the, the biggest controversy that Jody could think of was was not on the play field. <laughs> I'll, I could probably think of something else yeah. that we never did because it was, but I can't think of it right now. Do you? In, in I'll tell you the most bizarre okay. oh, game good. ever. Good, good, ever good, 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 good. Is I love this orbiter that I made years yeah. ago, which That's, was they a, have that at the, um, the museum. The Las Vegas yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. The molded playfield. I love field. that game. It was great. But we never really got it far enough to be a game. Yeah. It was physically great when the ball came behind the flipper and came yeah. back in, and the spinning rubber. Uh, I mean, I tried some bizarre things in the day, and but it wasn't a game. It never made it as a game because it didn't have. It was just there's more than just balls flowing around a playfield. It it didn't have a game. Yeah, there was no game there. So it was more about the uh, sort of the trickery, or it was a novelty device, if yeah. you would, like a novelty machine, you know, which we've had in our our, our business, and it wasn't really a pinball game. It's it's interesting though, you know, I you know I I, I go there every time I'm I'm yeah. in Vegas, and that's one of the ones that I go straight to because it's, I mean, there's there's nothing like it, and also the first time, I remember the first time I, I played that game, and I even as a reasonably intelligent grown adult i was like i couldn't figure it out i couldn't yeah, figure yeah. out what i was seeing and that yeah, was yeah, yeah. yeah. The, it was it, we worked with uh dixie reinhardt and, and his partner dixie was uh it, it, it was living in a teepee behind his house in aspen at the time and I, I, he called me about t- five years ago he uh he and his partner were plastics guys they had do- designed the toilet for the space shuttle and a lot of ski boots. <laughs> it's quite the resume. <laughs> and that's how, somehow we got together. Yeah. And Dix, the next Dix, logical step. Dixie ultimately, yeah. he sold a plastic shoe for uh, design to uh, some Japanese company, and he's lived the rest of his life off of that, wow. I guess. He yeah. told me. Yeah. Um, so, so you met with them, and you decided that you wanted to. Had there they, been a few moments where you were just like, I'm going to. I'm going to revolutionize this field. I'm going to blow pinball wide open. Modular, yeah. right? Huh? Modular pinball? 
Oh, that's uh, oh, I'm the I'm I'm the guy that proved the kit the kit the kit conversion doesn't work. I made I made a play field. I made a play field. There were a lot of Bally older Bally games. Yeah. So I made a play field. Uh, you know, I, I was between companies and I made a play field. I manufactured these and I would sell the play field as a kit. You could take your old Bally game, put this play field in it, and I gave you decals for the cabinet. The problem was the economics didn't work. I proved yeah. it didn't work and, uh, <laughs> well, that's and that yeah. way. And it didn't work because you'd be better off trading in your game and buying a new high speed by ah. Steve Ritchie, the designer of Spider-Man and the designer of Game of Thrones. He made high speed and, it, you know, you'd be better off buying that, trading your old Bally game in than putting my conversion yeah. playfield in it and have a now worthless game on it. I used... I used Harry Williams Flight 2000, which was a great pinball as a basis, but it's still, I proved the economics didn't work. I mean, I've, you know, I've, I've proved some things don't work in my day, so, in so, my 68 years of doing this. So re- real quick, take, take me through the, the process again, you know, the, with the sort of the constraints of only being able to do three of these a year, and there they're not, they're not being very many pinball companies in general. Um, take me through that, that process, and you mentioned this a little bit, I think, with uh, regards to the Jurassic Park one of um, from from that original idea to the actual creation of the to, to the, that one year that it takes us to do this. Yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. Is, you know, Well, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to yeah. We like we like we like uh, comic books, comic yeah. book hero movies. We like m- movies and television. We like rock and roll bands. We occasionally like to do a product like Mustang or Harley Davidson. At Harley Davidson, we made for six years, and then it ended up I had to buy two because um, you just catch it when you're around them. Um, you, you 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 find a, a type of genre that you want to use yeah. for your game, um, and then you have to find something that fits that genre. Jody and I go to licensing show. We know most people in the different areas uh, that we might be interested in. Uh, Jody's especially uh, knowledgeable with the people in the music music industry. We um, Now we got to get a design team interested in it. we got to have a playfield designer in particular and a rules designer that most people call a programmer because he does program, but he's a rules designer. And then we're going to all, with the marketing people, talk about it. And and, and then they start brainstorming uh, and uh, attach a mechanical engineer, a junior pro- programmer, probably a junior mechanical engineer to help, uh, have some help from the people designing the cables and doing the bill of materials. You know, there's 3,500 parts in a pinball machine. I mean, great, there's 100 of the same screw, but yeah. all in all, it's still 3,500 parts. And let's go back and remember, my father started me in the stock room. It's material control. Yeah. You know, the most important thing that design group does, you'd think, is the playfield layout. It's the bill of material because if they leave off a flipper, We'll notice it, uh, but if they leave off yeah. a ball guide, you'll have a million and a half dollars of parts and won't be able to build anything. So, any event, you know, you got a year of people iterating and reiterating and reiterating. They build a white wood, and we all shoot it. We, you know, for geometry, and then they throw it out. <laughs> they make changes on it, maybe throw it out completely. You know, quality, it's an iterative process. Quality control must be one of the best parts of the job. It's a, it's it's certainly the most important part. Yeah. Uh, qu- the quality of the product is, you know, 
you're making a, a fairly a, a fairly complex, not as complex as it was, because with our new electronic system, uh, which is in, instead of a big matrix system with big printed circuit boards, it's a very small bus system. Uh, like you would have, you know, used to have a cable in the car as big as my wrist, and now you got yeah. six wires and some electricity going through it. To, to node boards or semi-smart boards through the car, we're the same thing. All LEDs now, so they're reliable; they don't burn out, um, and uh, and the parts are beefier, uh, beefier, and so forth. And you know, we got a playfield finish that that, hold, that that lasts, and so forth. Oh, you want the fifty? So part of the part of the process is you're gonna you're gonna life test you're gonna life test every part, every new assembly. Yeah. Very important to life test it, and then we have to see how the game plays, how it holds up, and they see the computers keeping track of what things are made. So if you want to make work in a pinball company, you have to want to play pinball. If you don't want to play pinball, don't work in a pinball company because 15 minutes a day we're each assigned to play pinball. They call that eating your dog food. Uh, uh, oh, do they? Yeah, yeah eating your dog food. You heard food. that? No, yeah. no, I like yeah. that. So we all play pinball 15 minutes a day. Now, some of the, uh, we have some champion players. So they're high-ranked, you yeah. know, number five by the IFPA used to be number, you know, so we had a guy who was number one, that kind of thing. Well, we need some other people to play to percentage the game out. I, at 70 years old, sober, I'm old and slow. I represent the guy that's had a, a bucket and a half of beer. We want him to have fun playing this game. You're the sad it's drunk? Very, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a sober drunk. Drunk, I'm actually better. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, one the, that's one of the beautiful things about pinball, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, right? yeah, it's yeah, like, it's yeah. Like spinach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like spinach. Yeah. I like spinach. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah there's a pinball machine. Yeah. Popeye, you're going to... Every, every, pinball is, is about everything. You mentioned spinach, and we get, we get to a pinball machine. It's an American, it's a piece of Americana, it's some of everything. Does, is, is it going to be flat for a while? Is there any We're growing. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We're year over year. Yeah. We're growing. We're definitely growing. And we have a business plan that will have our gro- us growing. And we're growing not just in pinball machines, but we also um, are, uh, well, now we have a pinball machine accessories, which Jody runs. Uh, toppers for the games, things that wound on top of it for those enthusiasts. Ball shooter knobs, things, things like that. He already had a merch business uh, for it. Um, we look at some event businesses. Uh, we, he's involved yeah. in being at some different events, but some event business of our own. Um, you, there's, there's, for the if you look at, if you look at this list here, this is just some of the pinball events yeah. that take place in the next six months. Then. Then we right now we're with Farsight. We make uh, digital uh, apps, what have you, of our games, which have which are great in a number of ways. It introduces more people to pinball. So oh yeah, maybe I'll go find 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 that uh, that game. Uh, it increases the value of the games that have have been uh, on the app. We made uh, Ripley's, believe it or not, I got it right that time uh, as as a uh, as an app. Yeah, and the value of the terrestrial game the regular game went up because people found it on the app so that you know but the thing about the app is it is computerized if you learn it you can take that app and learn the game so you can come play the real game but it's it's going to do the same thing each time the ball is not wild on the app but but i had i had had that experience where you know it was um 
because I was playing, I might have been, is it Alibaba or, yeah, playing that on, on the app and then went to um, Ground Control yeah. in Portland and it was there and it's yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. There's, this, there's this like amazing feeling when you've been playing it on your phone and then you're standing in front yeah, of the machine. That's it's, right. like, it's like going to the Louvre or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm a little tired. I might be a little hyperbolic <laughs> in my analogy. <laughs> I like that one yeah. though. I like but, that. But it's one. really it's a cool yeah, yeah. visceral feeling. Of actually I like going it. And I like that a lot. Cool. Great. Well, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Anything else I should I, that, that I should say? I think we pretty much. Covered I think we it covered all. It, the I entire. I appreciate your interest in pinball. Absolutely. I appreciate you spending the yeah. time with us. And uh, did you get to play yet? I played a little bit. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely play a little Which bit more. Which game did you play? Uh, Spider Man. Spider Man. Yeah. Spider Man's great. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna take home a Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. I love Spider-Man, but I just love Game of Thrones. Same designer, both Steve Ritchie. Great designer. There you have it, Gary Stern of Stern Pinball. Thanks so much, Tim, for taking the time to do that. That was recorded uh, a while ago now at CES. Uh, very much enjoyed sitting down with him. I've, I've, sp- I've actually spoken to him uh, several times over the years. He used to run the, uh, the the Engadget stage at CES, and we would have Gary come on every year. I guess, you know, a nice little reprieve from all of like the super high-tech stuff. Always fun talking pinball, and then always an excuse to just play some of the machines. They are kind of the, the, the last of... Uh, uh, kind of a, a bygone era i mean as you mentioned it's it's coming back in in exciting interesting new ways but uh there just there just aren't a lot of folks out there doing what gary stern is doing so thanks again for, to him for taking the time to do that uh thanks to ryan as always for editing the show together uh thanks to you guys for for listening if you liked what you heard uh please rate us on itunes rate us and reviews over there that's how we get uh, folks come on to the show uh you can uh, subscribe there as well you can follow us on tumblr that's riylcast.tumblr.com that is the first and best place to get all of your riyl related information um like us on facebook and i mentioned this at the top of the show but if you do enjoy the show uh for the the sadly for the first time ever we are asking folks for some donation to help help us uh, keep this thing going you know even a dollar per episode would be very very helpful so all that information is going to be up over on our tumblr page please consider giving anything that you might have so we can uh we can keep uh, keep doing the show so we can keep uh, brian can keep editing them together and we can keep hosting them and um you know i know that there are not a lot of podcasts in the world so you know do do what you can to, to help this one keep going uh thanks so much uh we do as a matter of fact have a number of really great episodes lined up so stick around we will be back just about this time next week with another episode of RIYL. Thank you.